Hi there, and welcome back to the Livingston Parish Weekly Podcast. This week we've got one coming at you, talking about the master plan. It is dense, it's crazy, we're going to try to break it down for you as best as we can. I welcome you, my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. We have long-form podcasts like this one, we also have morning and afternoon shows that we run at 7.30am and 4.30pm, we give you traffic, weather, and a little bit of uh, overview of some of the things that we're talking about. We discussed uh, this a few times over the morning show and afternoon show. Kind of hit some of the highlights. Today we're going to get down into some of the details about it. It's an ongoing discussion we will be having in print, video. The parish council will be discussing it, as we will mention later. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on here, so we want to try to help you muck through this 144-page uh, document or so. It is the focus of Thursday's paper, September 5th, if you want to check that out. It's the first of a multi-part series. We're talking about zoning in that one, and zoning is the, the big, big, big deal going on here. So uh, we welcome you again. Again, I want to make sure that you get comfortable because there's a lot going on here. We hope uh, we hope we present it in a way that you enjoy. We put out these podcasts to uh, all platforms, including Apple Podcasts. They also go on our website, www.livingstonparishnews.com backslash podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Our magazine version is on Thursdays. Broadsheet is on Sundays. Uh, the magazine version, as we mentioned, is focused on this. So let's get started. First and foremost, if you are watching the video, you will see the cover of Envision Livingston, which is a comprehensive master plan for Livingston Parish adopted by resolution by the then Parish Council in 2013. If you're listening, uh, it's a cover that has what looks like some municipal borders and land use borders, along with a neat little logo in the bottom. Uh, the interesting thing about this 144-page document is that it, it covers a lot of different things. It's about seven uh, different categories that it, that it runs through. Uh, zoning, again, is what we'll be talking about today. It was brought about by a $450,000 FEMA grant that went to fund a uh, counselor type person, you know, uh, that walked them through the process of putting this together. They also did what they could to uh, uh, form public hearings, public meetings. They walk the council through what it said at the end, uh, and then those sorts of things uh, to kind of bring it all together, because as mentioned, it is a dense document. It's the result of a lot of public hearings, a lot of input from public officials, uh, as well as some research done on demographics and that those sorts of things. The sort of key concepts of the plan are economic development over a long stretch of time, infrastructure improvements, which include drainage. In the end, that was supposed to formulate sort of a better economy here in Livingston Parish. Now, we'll discuss about the uh, interesting things that come about through things uh, through those seven seven deals uh, here now. So, number one is land use and zoning, which is what we'll be talking about here today. Once we get to that part, this is a little bit of background. Uh, second is wastewater treatment, sewer, which, as you know, has been an ongoing discussion at the Parish Council, specifically the Ordinance Committee. Uh, that will be our next conversation. Transportation, which is road infrastructure. Drainage, which is drainage. Uh, domestic water provision. Uh, they are currently expanding the boundary of Ward 2 water. Uh, also discussing expanding the board there as well. So that is point five. Number six is emergency preparedness. You know, we, we saw a lot of that during the flood. 
uh, remember this was passed in 2013. We saw a lot of emergency preparedness issues during the flood as people could not get out. We have waterways that surround us on both the east and west side and of course the south is a giant lake. Uh, in order to get into Ascension you have to cross a river, the river flooded. So in a lot of places where we need to get out or in better instance get things in, we can't. So that was, uh, that was a problem during the flood it's discussed in the master plan under emergency preparation that would be a conversation for another day finally coastal management uh mr drew walker is actually in in the room with me right now uh he helps me with with these setting up the video and things like that he went down to french settlement and port vincent and talked with the officials there technically we are a coastal community and they knew it back in 2013 it was part of the master plan then uh, we we've had some trouble sort of accepting that but because of coastal erosion we are subject to, we being Livingston Parish, uh, storm surge, uh, you know, sea rise and fall, that sort of thing uh, affects us uh, because there's no longer as much land between us and the Gulf of Mexico. Saltwater intrusion has already basically changed the ecology of Lake Pontchartrain. It will not be long before it comes up that channel. It's right next to Man Shack on I-55 and hits Lake Maurepaw. So that not only will we have that saltwater intrusion, but it will solidify the idea that we are a coastal region. How that affects things is the Ameet, the Tickfall, those dump into Bond River, dump into Lake Maurepaw. And if Lake Maurepaw is high and they can't dump into it, they go back. They, you know, that, that seawater, that storm surge is going to win that battle every time. So, we, uh, we've got to be focused on those issues they knew about in 2013 when they passed this master plan, uh, but nothing, nothing necessarily has been done as of yet. However, uh, grants uh, in the form of Go Mesa grants, which are coastal in their nature, uh, have been issued uh, to dig out the mouth of the Amy River, uh, dredge the Amy River, uh, trying to deal with those issues for our coastal communities now, which are things like Killian, Maurepaw, uh, French Settlement, Port Vincent, points in the southern part of the parish. They are indeed coastal. Now, I've talked enough about coastal. Those are the seven points. Again, I'll run through them all real quick. Land use and zoning, wastewater, transportation, drainage, domestic water provision, emergency prep, and coastal management. Those were the seven main highlights of the master plan. Let's talk about what's going on with land use and zoning. So in 2013, at the end of over 100 plus meetings with a variety of different people, this document was drawn up. It's 144 pages as mentioned. And it was presented to the parish council who passed it unanimously uh, as a resolution. Now, resolutions are non-binding legal agreements. Okay, you know, they toss it out there as, okay, great, here is the master plan. Um, you know, it, it's a living document that exists. And that's where it stopped because just after that, and a vote came up to allow individual parish council districts to vote on their own zoning. It died. Mr. Ricky Goff abstained because he didn't know enough about the situation. There was then a 4-4 tie, which killed it. Uh, many of the people from the western part of the parish actually voted against it. Not entirely sure exactly what the motion said because... It may they may have voted against it due to political reasons, or they may have voted against it due to the economic corridor. So here is the excerpt written by Mr. by the late Mike Doty, who covered that particular meeting, that talks about what happened after they passed it. So uh, time for reading time with Uncle McHugh here. 
Right after a unanimous vote to accept a plan that envisions a zoning corridor along the areas adjacent to Interstate 12 and US 190, the council rejected a proposal by Councilman Ronnie Sharp, which is District 8, that's the Springfield area, to allow voters in each ward to pass judgment on their own local zoning laws if they want any. The council vote on Sharp's amendment split 4-4, leaving it one short of the minimum five required for passage. Three council members from the west side of the parish voted against Sharp's proposal, which drew strenuous objections from Master Plan Steering Committee Chairman John Ware. Sharp found support from the more rural areas in the eastern and southern Livingston Parish, as well as from Councilman Jim Nord of Watson. Ricky Golf, who represents the Walker area, abstained after complaining he needed more time to evaluate the details of Sharp's plan. Ware argued that voters already have a say in planning because they get to elect and unelect their council representatives and received ample opportunity to give input for the plan at numerous meetings over the past year. I say the people have spoken or had a chance to speak all this time, Ware said. Now, Mr. John Ware was the former director of the Livingston Parish Economic Development Council. What's interesting about his comments is that within... If you're watching the video, there's a little section here under land use which says implementation. And what's interesting about Mr. Ware's comments is that the people were heard and that within this plan, part of the implementation piece was that they were supposed to have self-determination zones. So first and foremost, number one on implementation strategy is adopt zoning regulations in the I-12 Highway 190 Economic Corridor. Now, first and foremost, what that is, is an area about a mile and a half south and a mile and a half north of Interstate 12 running throughout the entire parish. And what we might be concerned about, what we do not know, is perhaps in trying to get these individual zoning districts, they did not include the economic corridor. Mr. Sharp didn't in his motion. We're not 100% sure about that, but that was part one. And so what they're talking about there is having extra emphasis on infrastructure in that area, as well as zoning laws to make it more habitable for industry and commercial to grow the tax base. It is important to note that in 2013, and it's still very much the same, uh, the master plan states that the tax base in Livingston Parish was not keeping up with the growth in terms of infrastructure needs. So uh, as some of you may know, coming up in the spring, the road program tax, 25% of that one cent, it's a sales tax, goes to the parish detention center. The other 75% goes to fund the Department of Public Works. Now, that's a sales tax. They say retail follows rooftops. The master plan says that's not necessarily true for Livingston Parish. Now, when this was adopted, uh, Juban Crossing was just getting started. Uh, it's produced some good sales taxes for the parish. However, there are a lot of empty spaces there, but there's a lot of things going in across the road. So, you know, it could be a lease issue or things of that nature. But uh, it is interesting to note that in 2013, uh, the, according to the people who drafted the master plan, the sales tax was not keeping up, and it, really the tax base in general, because we do have millages here as well, was not keeping up with the growth to supply good infrastructure in the term of utilities, uh, good drainage infrastructure, or good road infrastructure. So they wanted to focus on that area first, which is the economic corridor we mentioned, mile and a half north of I-12, mile and a half south. 
Within that area, they were focused on commercial and industrial development to bring jobs and tax base. Uh, per the 2013 report, roughly two out of three people were leaving Livingston Parish to go work somewhere else. It is a uh, thought of economics that wherever a person goes and works, they tend to spend their money as well. A lot of people would come home to buy their groceries. Some people were buying them in Baton Rouge or they were working at the plants in Ascension, bought their groceries on the way home. Uh, they were working in Hammond in New Orleans. Uh, it's hard to say. Sales tax has grown since 2013 and was growing in 2013. Property taxes are probably growing as, uh, especially in the western part of the parish, house values have increased. But still, new roads are developed for those subdivisions. They need infrastructure. Uh, so there's, there's, there's a give and take there. But they wanted to focus on that to try to bring that money back into the parish. Of course, this never was passed. Now, here's what's interesting about Mr. Ware's comments, as we said. He said the people have spoken. Well, they did. The second part of the implementation plan, which I will read to you, is this. Create a process of self-determination organized by sub-areas for the remainder of the parish to determine the extent to which they wish to adopt regulations to increase predictability of future development. Individual sub-areas should be given a reasonable time, say two years, to undertake the sub-area self-determination process, modify their plan, and decide on zoning. If a sub-area fails to take any self-determination action, the parish may continue to use the anticipated land use map as a guide for decision-making and consider adopting zoning. So what that says in part two, was that they had built that in to this master plan. These individual areas were supposed to decide if they wanted to do it by ward, by council district, by the old police jury districts. They recommended the old, uh, there were 12 police jury districts here. They recommended the old districts as perhaps what they wanted to use for zoning. Mr. Sharp's motion was focused on parish council districts, which is what we have now. We have nine of them. That was what failed, but it was built into this original plan is what they wanted. So, but it, again, the master plan did not come up very much after that point in time where that vote failed. So now it has resurfaced. The master plan has. The interesting thing about it is it has resurfaced again around the zoning portion. Uh, about six months ago, Parish Councilman Tracy Gerlinghouse from District 7 went before the council and said, we need zoning. It's past time. His proposition was to go after zoning first and preferably on a district by district basis, council districts. He formed a master plan committee, originally supposed to be five members, eventually ballooned into nine to try to make sure that everyone from every parish council district had representation. And the idea there was to uh, have a ongoing conversation about how to uh, change the master plan, adopt a new master plan, go after zoning. What eventually happened was that the conversation grew from zoning to drainage to sewer. Uh, the sewer portion eventually came down from ordinance committee uh, after they punted a uh, regulatory ordinance on sewer package plants down to uh, the master plan committee. Drainage was already, parish-wide drainage was already something that had been discussed, so they included that. And then parish-wide zoning was something that had been discussed as well. After a few months at the August Master Plan Committee meeting, the uh, Director of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, Mark Harrell, came and spoke to the group. Mark, uh, or Mr. Harrell, rather, is uh, the purveyor of most grants, or he's the one, his office is the one that seeks most of the grants for the parish. 
he said that he would be able to get them some money, but they would have to start the master plan over. The committee had found out that to update the master plan from 2013 to today's standards would probably be about 50% of the original cost, which was $225,000 to $250,000. Mr. Harrell said that he could probably get a grant, but that they would have to start over on the master plan. Uh, and he said once you got sewer involved and drainage involved, that required engineers, and so your cost started going up. By the end of the meeting, they were looking at a million and a half to two million dollars, which is anywhere with a matching, with a required match on a matching grant from the local coffers, I guess you can call them. It was three hundred seventy-five to four hundred fifty thousand dollars to fund a master plan of that of that scale. Uh, Mr. Gerlinghouse turned around after that meeting and introduced an ordinance to go ahead and pass the 2013 version by ordinance. Remember, we mentioned earlier that it was passed by resolution the first time, which is non-binding. But by ordinance, it means that they would have to at least try to follow some of what's in here. They have discussed that they can amend it if they need to, change anything that they're really looking at or want to do, but they're mostly focused on getting zoning out of this. Um, so he passed that, he introduced that ordinance, it passed, they gave themselves a month to read over it and discuss it, that would be the parish council, it will be, it will be talked about as a public hearing on the second parish council meeting of uh, September, which, let me check this date, just to make sure that I'm giving you guys the right date here, and that is going to be the 26th of September, they start at 6.30pm in the parish council chambers. They will talk about introducing the Envision, Living, Envision Livingston Master Plan. And then Mr. Gerlinghouse is focused on that part two of the implementation. No one's really mentioned the economic corridor this time. It was talked about a lot in the um, Master Plan Committee meetings, but it has not been talked about much by the parish councilmen themselves. What Mr. Gerlinghouse says he is most focused on is zoning for his district. And whoever elects to have zoning in their district, good for them. For those who don't, good for them as well, according to Mr. Gerlinghouse. So he has introduced that ordinance again. It is coming up on September 26th. They are interested in zoning only. One of the pieces of the original master plan was that the parish probably or it, it, it pretty much says that the parish will need to hire a master planner. That has not been, it has been mentioned, but it has not been discussed as a thing that they will do. However, one of the issues that they will have going forward, if they want to do anything outside of zoning, is going to be money. Uh, revenue is difficult, especially for the implementation and inspection of those other pieces of the puzzle uh, that come with this master plan. Again, we talked about zoning. Those other six are wastewater, uh, transportation, drainage, domestic water provision, emergency preparation, and coastal management. A lot of that is being done at the moment with grants, but it's being done on a piecemeal basis based on what's uh, what comes up. And so, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So what they'll be focused on first is zoning. If they can find money for the rest uh, over a, a large amount of time, then they'll give that a shot. Uh, but what Mr. Gerlinghouse believes is that the, the basis for zoning exists within the 2013 version. And instead of starting a brand new master plan all the way over, he believes they should adopt this and move forward with trying to give each district individual zoning. So with that discussion having been said, 
the master plan original the 2013 version you can actually find it on our website we have uploaded the pdf it's at www.livingstonparishnews.com backslash breaking news we put it in a free section you can go download it it is a very dense document so give yourself some time to sift through it maybe start with the demographics which are in the front part of the document and then get into land use and take each one of those seven pieces individually kind of sort through them they do build on each other but again the reason that mr Gerlinghouse is bringing this back up that he has not dissolved the committee he is more looking for a quick response to the need for zoning and then from there they can work on the other things like sewer and wastewater and uh, infrastructure, those sorts of things, and trying to improve uh, the economy here. So as you can see, for 20 minutes, we've discussed just one piece of this master plan. We hope that we gave you uh, plenty of detail to see what they're doing with the zoning piece. Since that is their focus right now, that's what we focused on with this particular podcast. We will be covering the other six parts uh, as time allows, and we want to get to all of them before that parish council meeting uh, on September 26. It is important to note that Livingston, Walker, and Denham all have zoning and land use laws, as well as their own unified, unified development codes and master plans. So this would not be out of sorts here in Livingston Parish. It would actually go along a lot with what those municipalities are already doing. Again, my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. We appreciate you joining us this week for uh, the Livingston Parish Weekly. Today we talked about the master plan. It will be a few weeks before it comes back up uh, at the Parish Council, but it will be a public hearing. They will be voting on its implementation, and it is coming before the election. So it will be interesting to see how that goes, but they did give themselves all a month to read about it, think about it, and discuss it. So thank you again for joining us. We appreciate it. Remember, you can check out the news, www.livingstonparishnews.com. We are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. We're also in print twice a week on Saturdays and uh, comes to your mailbox on Saturdays. It's technically the Sunday edition. We are also on Thursday, which is our magazine section. If you want to take a look, this, if you can't see it, we are Talking about the master plan in this Thursday's magazine, you can find it on the racks out there uh, at Walmart, your drugstores, and your grocery stores. Uh, we appreciate that. It is $10 a month to get those editions in your mailbox. If you're interested in such a thing, we would appreciate it. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.